CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mark Striegel here. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, a big Talking Metal Toast. Drinking some uh, instant coffee that I made in, well, not instant coffee. It was made through the coffee machine. I don't know if that's considered instant coffee. In my hotel room here, I'm at the Sands Casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. A great spot if you haven't been there and you live in the Philly area, you live in the New York area or the New Jersey area, I highly recommend it. Uh, And a big Talking Metal Toast to you guys. 10.38 in the a.m. here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Eastern Standard Time. Man, what a fucking shitty week it's been, I tell you. Just shit all week long, man. Tons of it. So we'll talk about some of the shit that's been going on, and we'll have a nice shitty episode of Talking Metal. I'm sitting in this hotel room, and I can't freaking figure out how to shut the air conditioner off, so I suspect you'll be hearing some hiss behind me, which... Is, of course, yeah, it has something to do with my shitty equipment, but also it has something to do with the air, air conditioner blasting in this hotel room. Having said that, these are really nice hotel rooms. I'll post a picture of the nice view my wife and I had uh, looking out over the old mills, old, the old steel mills all kind of are built in and surround this this beautiful, I'm guessing, new casino and uh, just a, a really nice part of the country. I was turning to look out the window. It's actually raining right now. Really nice part of the country. Um, you know, I, I sometimes think of leaving New Jersey to escape those freaking nasty-ass taxes that uh, we pay, especially in Essex County. And Pennsylvania could be a good uh, opportunity, a good place, a good opportunity to build a house and, and live Although I love Jersey, so and I love New York, and my current house is very close to New York. So uh, to get out here, all we did was hop on Route 78, and just it was like a straight shot out, about an hour drive from Maplewood, New Jersey, maybe a little longer than that. And you just drive, if you know North Jersey, you just literally get on 78 and go to Pennsylvania, and you will end up at this great casino. Allison Chains played a great show last night, had a lot of fun watching that show. 
The shows start early here. We missed the first couple songs because we were still uh, eating our steak dinner. And uh, I'm having just a lonely morning. My wife actually, it, w- it worked out for her. She had a um, work meeting in, in Pennsylvania about 50 minutes from here. So she drove off to that this morning. And I'm hanging out here waiting for a 1.30 bus. It'll take me all the way back to New York City where I'll be working uh, a kind of an afternoon night session with my current employer, which, of course, is IFC. I want to talk to you about some IFC news that is podcast-related, I would say, in a bit. And I also want to just talk about the shitness that's been going on all week. For me personally, you know, it was nothing too too horrific. Stuff I'll, I'll get over. But, you know, it's just kind of one of those weeks where it was just kind of freaking wasn't, wasn't the greatest week. Again, nothing... Nothing too major, you know. Everyone, everyone I I love and is is healthy as far as I know, and you know, no no major illnesses or anything like that. So thank God for our health, right? Thank God, coming from an atheist. Anyways, Martin McGarry, thank you for the donation, my friend. We really appreciate you guys supporting what we do here on Talking Metal, and. Those PayPal donations that come in through the site, TalkingMetal.com, just always, you know, keep me going and keep my, uh, my, my enthusiasm about what we do here. So thank you, Martin. We appreciate your donation. And yes, absolutely, we will play Korea by the Deftones right now.
That was a little sound sample of the song Korea by the Deftones. And that request came in from Martin, who wanted that song to go out in memory of Chi from the Deftones, who died a, a few weeks back at this point. So definitely rest in peace, Chi. Rest in peace, Jeff Hanneman. I mean, when you talk about people who expanded the boundaries of this music that we love. I love rock music. I love hard rock music. I love some punk, uh, and I love, love, love heavy metal, as you guys know. And, and Jeff Hanneman from Slayer, with Slayer, you know, he, he, like, did so much. There's, like, pretty much a small group of characters in the late 70s and in through the mid-80s who, who took the, these sounds of, of, of loud guitars and loud drums and loud music and, and pushed it into new areas. Some of them pushed it into more popular areas. Some of them pushed it into more, you know, experimental areas. Some of them pushed it into more brutal, dark areas. And, and I would say Jeff Hanneman is, is one of those guys he, he, with his band Slayer, pushed metal and, for that matter, hard rock into a new, brutal, more extreme place that it had never been before. And, you, I mean, Slayer probably helped start numerous sub-genres of metal that we know, that we talk about today. And just such an important, important figure. And... You know, there's been a lot written about his death, and we can we can definitely talk a little more about that. But it, it's it's just sad for 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 us to lose not only a great guitar player who was in a great band, but somebody who who literally expanded the boundaries and helped create sounds that would go on to to be the foundation of so many other great bands. You know, not 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 even talking about his amazing band Slayer. So rest in peace, Jeff Hanneman. Play a little Slayer right now for you.
That is a little dead skin mask off of Seasons in the Abyss. Rest in peace, Jeff Hanneman. Jeff had not been well for a while. Um, as you know, he was bitten by a spider a couple years back, maybe two, three years ago. But uh, what you might not have known is after that, he was in the ER for a long time, and, and things were really touch and go with him. Uh, there was talk at one point that he was going to have to have his arm amputated, and they really didn't know if he was going to pull through it all. He was in a coma for a few days and had several operations to remove the dead and dying tissue from his arm, and things were in really, really bad shape for him. And again, this may have all stemmed from this spider bite. At least that's what, that's what people seem to think. I did read a conflicting uh, article online from a doctor saying that he may have had a, le- a weak liver to begin with, and that's why this spider bite affected him so, so extremely. I, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that was on the dailybeast.com. Don't know if you can trust that website, but it was kind of an interesting take. Uh, and and we know that Gary Holt has been filling in for him or replacing him in Slayer for for these these uh, past couple years. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's a sad thing. And you know he had been in rehab and he had been trying to relearn playing guitar. And he actually did come out and and jam some encores with with the band uh, at the Big Four show they did at Coachella. A number of years ago, uh, maybe about a year, eh, about two years ago, I think. So, anyways, a, a great big loss for the heavy metal world. Jeff Hanneman from the band Slayer. So yeah, my week was you know kind of shitty. You know, my one son was sick, and you know I just feel like all winter when you have little kids. I got a two and a four year old. It's just illnesses going round and round and round throughout our household. Um, my wife and I now get sick more than we used to with colds and stuff. And that's always a drag and it's terrible to have to see your kids sick, but knock on wood, there's still kind of, there's still some coughing lingering in our household, but I think everybody's feeling, feeling better this week. Knock on wood, knock on the wood desk here at the Sands, uh, hotel room. I'm up on the 15th floor. Uh, but yeah, so that always sucks. And then, you know, work was kind of just a shitty week for me too. Um, but I guess work wasn't that bad. It was all right. I, I, I messed one thing up that I shouldn't have, which I felt bad about. And then, get this. So I go to I go to see Hal Storm last week. Gibson and Atlantic Records were involved in setting up an interview with the Grammy Award-winning band, Hal Storm. Now, some of you might not like them. Some of you might like them. I don't know. Whatever. It's besides the point. I had promised... Uh, Gibson Guitars and Atlantic Records that I would do this interview with them because Lizzie from Halstorm is uh, is going to have a signature model Gibson Explorer out. So I get over to the show at Roseland and record this, what I thought was a great interview. Like, again, I didn't really, uh, you know, I can't claim that I'm the biggest Halstorm fan ever, but I thought it, the interview went great. I mean, we spoke about the early days when one of their first gigs that they actually played with John and I at Don Hill's Captain T and Astronomy was the band John and I were, were playing playing in or with. And Halstorm played that, that night with us at Don Hill's with uh, one of the guys from the Misfits played. It was kind of a big deal. And they were just kids. I mean, they were probably like teenagers when they played that show with us. And, of course, I didn't even think they would remember it. But, yeah, they remembered, especially John and his silver outfit. So did this anyways. Great interview with them. Very personable. 
And I get home, go to uh, listen back to the interview. Something fucked up, and it did not record. So I'm so fucking pissed, man. Just so fucking pissed. And I haven't told their publicist. I haven't told the people at Gibson. And I know they're just going to fucking be even. They're going to be pissed with me. Part of me is just doesn't want to tell anybody. I told John. You know, he wasn't a part of the interview, but he had helped set it up. I did tell him. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm part of me just doesn't want to say anything in hopes that no one will ever, ever question it. But I know they're going to because Gibson wants to hear the interview and hear her talk about the Explorer. So completely gone. It's weird. I'm like, I, what happened was I forgot to write the file before I turned off my recorder. So the whole fucking interview is gone. And I'm fucking, I'm, was, I'm just fucking beyond pissed about it. So all I got from that was a picture of me with uh, Hal Storm which I'll post on the Talking Metal site. Uh, it's a picture of me with the two members I interviewed with, and you'll never hear the interview. So there you go. Fucking sucks. And it's embarrassing, too. You know, it really is. Uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, caught Allison Chains last night here at the Sands, which was nice. It was a great show and kind of a relaxing evening. We were trying to hook up with Mike Inez for an interview. That didn't happen, but no big deal. Sometimes the interviews are more stressed than they're worth. But, of course, I would have loved to have interviewed Mike. Uh, John had actually emailed Mike because John had his email, but we got no uh, response. We only emailed him a few hours before the gig. So love to talk to Allison Chains at some point. And if, if, if you don't know, obviously Lane is dead, Mike Starr is dead, two of those original members that were on those first two Allison Chains records, Facelift and Dirt. But they have Mike Inez, who has been with them a really long time on bass, and they have, of course, William DeVoe now doing some singing. And everybody keeps telling me, oh, he sounds exactly like Lane, William. And I don't think he does, really. I think he's got a great, strong voice. But I think he's got his own thing going on, and I don't think he sounds exactly like Lane. Um, as a matter of fact, he absolutely does not sound exactly like Lane. But having said that, he does real justice to the the classics that Lane used to sing with Alice in Chains. And the thing that's cool about Alice in Chains is, much like The Who, you know, their guitar player, Jerry Cantrell, wrote much, most of the songs and also sings on a lot of the songs you know like in the who you have pete townsend who does a lot of the most of the writing and and a good portion of the singing you know 20 percent, 30 percent. and i would say in allison chains it's it's similar you know i think as as lane's drug addiction got worse and worse some of those like the the third record and in the jar of flies and stuff you get a lot of jerry doing really the leads on those uh not just the the harmonies so they still have Jerry's voice, you know, obviously, and Jerry's guitar playing. So, so you know, I, I think that's pretty awesome that uh, they still sound very similar uh, to how they used to. And, and great stuff. Go see them if they come through your town. I, I really enjoyed the show last night. Uh, more shit that uh, went down last week for Talking Metal. So John and I go down to the Engve show. And Chip, uh, this publicist, had told us we should interview Ethan Broche which I didn't really care to do, honestly, because I didn't know who the fuck he was. But as a favor to Chip, we went down there, and uh, Chip got us on the guest list, which was cool, because we got to see Angve, who's always great in concert, Angve J. Melmstein. And so we're down there, 
and this guy Ethan Broch opens up for Ingve. We caught his set, and he was he was good. He was he was really good, good guitar player. And so he comes off stage, and we're backstage at this point. And I'm like, Ethan, we're here for the interview. Chip sent us. You know, we got our fucking gear and shit ready to record the interview. And he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And we'll do the interview. We fucking wait for the dude for an hour. And I'm not making it up. An hour backstage. He's, and, and he never fucking comes back for the interview. Um, you know, meanwhile, John and I were taking turns going out to watch Ingve play as we waited for this dude who never fucking showed up. And we saw his drummer. We ended up doing an interview with this random guy, his, his drummer, which will probably air in the next episode. But it's just like... I'm not saying talking metal is the greatest thing ever, but it's like, you know, we fucking had Tom Kiefer on last week. We've interviewed Ozzy, Slash, you know, Halford. You know, we've had a lot of big name guests and some fucking Engve, for example, has been on twice. Uh, you know, and I, I, this would get blown off by Ethan Broche. I mean, it's fucking kind of who's a fucking nobody. Good guitar player, but a fucking nobody. Anyways, nonetheless, we got to see Engve play live, which was cool. And a tally. I work with a girl called uh, a woman called a tally. She's one of my production managers at IFC. Where I, what I do at IFC is I make promos that advertise the shows. So there's a few IFC things I wanted to throw in here. IFC currently has a great show about a podcaster. If you're a podcaster, I know some other podcasters listen to this. Check out Marin. It's on IFC's every Friday night. And it's a story, it's like a fictionalized story about this real-life podcaster. Not fictionalized. I guess it's, it's a scripted story about the life of Mark Marin, who has the WTF podcast and basically does it out of his garage. So in the same way that you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm was the story, the kind of somewhat fictionalized, scripted story of Larry David's life, you know, uh, the writer of Seinfeld. Marin on IFC is the scripted, somewhat exaggerated or, or, or fictionalized version of Mark's life, but based on his real life, if you follow me. And he's a podcaster. So I think if you're a podcaster, you might get a kick out of watching this show because it's about a podcaster. The show is about a podcaster. So, you know, I can relate to a lot of the stuff that goes on in the show that he's doing even though he's far more successful than Talking Metal currently is. And I mentioned the Tally, who I work at IFC with. She was out in L.A. for a shoot for one of our other shows, Comedy Bang Bang. And look who she ran into at the airport. The demon himself, Mr. Gene Simmons. If you want to see a recent picture of Gene Simmons from just last week and a Tally, the production manager from IFC, Go to today's show notes at TalkingMetal.com. And you'll also see my one uh, remaining artifact from the Halstorm disaster interview that is now lost in the abyss of my uh, player. I didn't even explain to you the technical issue that went wrong with it. I, I won't bother. Basically, the file didn't write. I turned the recorder off before I wrote the file and... For some reason, it didn't save. But yeah, you can see me with Hal Storm and a tally with Gene Simmons in the show notes for for today's episode. Speaking of Gene, there is a lot of freaking dirt on Gene in this Peter Chris book, Makeup to Breakup, which I'm looking at right now. I just finished it, and I tell you, it is a, a wonderful read, a wonderful fucking negative read. 
Peter, dude, you're so fucking angry. And man, does it make a good book. Peter hates his ex-wives. Uh, Peter hates Paul and Jean. Peter even somewhat hates Ace. So read all about it in his book. It's a, it's again, I, it, he does come off as a, a fucking bitter old complainer throughout the whole book. And I do think he admits to a lot of the mistakes he made, but he's so freaking angry and, and, you know, negative that in some ways, like it's, it like ticks me off that he's so negative, but in other ways it does again, make for a really a good read. A best part, best quote of the book. He freaking is so upset that he was only paid $40,000 a gig on the reunion tour, the first reunion tour that Kiss did. Only $40,000 a gig, which is even more back in the mid-90s than than it is now, you know, with inflation and stuff. But, yeah, so Peter has a lot to say in the book, and it's definitely worth a read for any, not only hardcore Kiss fan, but for just anybody who loves these rock and roll books. Um, Moving on next to probably either Rex Brown's book or Stephen Percy's book. Stephen Piercy? Stephen Piercy or Percy? I guess I say Stephen Piercy. I don't know why I just said Percy, but Percy Piercy. Who knows? Got an email from an old-time Talking Metal listener who I hadn't heard from in years. He used to email me like every other day, and he even had my cell phone. He would call me for a while. Donnie G out in San Francisco Donnie, I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, I'm glad you've resurfaced and uh, definitely stay in touch. Joey Diaz, one of my favorite podcasts, is The Church of What's Happening Now by a guy, a Jersey guy named Joey Diaz, who left Jersey a while while ago and headed out to, to California, where he does his podcast. And if you don't know Joey Diaz, I discovered him while listening to the Duncan Trussell podcast, which he was a guest on. And he was a great guest on that uh, Duncan Trussell podcast. But Joey Diaz now uh, has had his own podcast for a while called The Church of What's Happening Now. Go subscribe to it. Oh, shit. It's a great podcast. And you will hear a cool interview with Rudy Sarzo, which it's not a metal podcast. I would call it just more like a chaotic comedy podcast. Uh, It's not for everyone. I'll warn you. He smokes weed throughout it. He gets fucked up. He is uh, a little. He's 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 off. He's off the hook. Really, I freaking love it. It's a it's, it can be a bit of a train wreck, but it's a great listen. And randomly, um, I think it's the May first episode. He interviews Rudy Sarzo, which I haven't listened to yet, but I'm going to listen to it today. Actually, so looking forward to that. And that I think wraps it up for today's episode. Oh. Wanted to mention that I'm working with my friend Victor Ruiz of the Mars Attacks podcast and Fusion Sonica, which I don't even know if that podcast still exists. Victor, is Fusion Sonica still alive? I, I don't know. Uh, and also the the incoherent ramblings of Victor Ruiz. Dude's got three podcasts. And, uh, yeah, we're working together. We're getting the live 365 stream back up and running and so look for that. Soon I hope to have a player posted on TalkingMetal.com. And the cool thing about, about the player will be this. Uh, you can go there and hear great streaming hard rock and heavy metal 
We'll be throwing up exclusive uh, shows, Victor and I, that you won't hear anywhere else but on the stream of, of he and I doing stuff solo and together. There'll be uh, old episodes of Talking Metal and Mars Attacks rerunning on the stream and just plain old good hard rock, heavy metal, some rock and punk thrown in to mix it up. And uh, it's great because if you listen to the stream once it's up and running, which as of today it's not, but it will be within the next week or two. When you listen to the stream, you know, every three or four songs, commercials come on, okay? Now, if you actually listen to those commercials, which are real short, you know, the commercials generally only last 30 seconds to a minute at a time. If you listen to those commercials, Live 365 calculates the number of listeners that are listening to the commercials and credit us some money back. So I know some of you can't afford PayPal donations. You can't afford it to buy a T-shirt. You can't afford to, you know, buy anything on Amazon and use our Amazon links, which, you know, we get credit back on. You can't afford to buy MP3s on iTunes. But you can afford to click on the Live 365 Mark Striegel stream, which is going to be up on TalkingMetal.com real soon, and just listen to some good music and, and take in the commercials uh, don't don't shut it down when the commercials come on, and that that again kicks money back to uh, to me to help pay for the stream, which isn't cheap, believe me. And that's where we're at, dudes. So again, support, support, support those songs you heard in today's episode. You can buy on iTunes. The best way to do this is to go to talkingmetal.com, use that link to open up your iTunes, buy that Deftone song, buy that Slayer song. Or don't buy them and just use the link to open up iTunes and go buy a movie. Go buy some other music. We get money back on all that stuff. It's minuscule sense, but uh, it, it adds up over time. And if I get a $5 check each month, I'm happy. Someone somewhere is about to buy something on Amazon. Don't just go to Amazon. Go to the show notes for today's episode on TalkingMetal.com and use those links to open up your Amazon. Then make your purchase. The price of whatever you're buying will not be any more than it would have had you just gone straight to Amazon. But by using those links, you send us a little love, and we get um, you know a small percentage back on your purchase. Again, the T-shirt, Talking Metal T-shirt is in the store section. Yeah, we sold, uh, I don't know, about 30 of those T-shirts so far. There's probably 20 left. I think I ordered 50 of them. So most sizes still exist. Go fucking buy one before they're sold out. They will definitely probably be sold out by 2020. So, you know, get on it. Go buy it before they're sold out. Uh, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Hopefully they'll sell out before 2020. But uh, at the rate they're currently going, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, what else? And that's it, guys. Again, check out Do- Joey Diaz in the church of what ha- what's happening now. Oh, shit. I got to check out. It's 11.03, and my checkout was uh, at 11 a.m., so time to pack up, head down, and go play a little fucking blackjack before I head back to uh, New York City. <sighs> Miss my kids, man. I, I, this will be like two days away from my kids without seeing them. I fucking hate it, but that's how it is being the dad. It is nice to have a little break, but... Not that nice, because I fucking love those those two boys of mine. Anyways, take care, dudes. Mm-hmm.